Army veteran Todd Skiles is in his 36th year with Ryder Systems Incorporated. Todd is Senior Vice President of Global Sales and Supply Chain Solutions, has merged his civilian and military careers to help veterans find success and give their skills a new purpose back on the home front. Todd provides a valuable perspective on the benefits of military service for his corporate career, strategies for hiring today's veterans, and how business leaders can foster a culture of service in their companies. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Partner up with Navy Federal Credit Union to pay down credit card debt. You can get a low intro APR on balance transfers with their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, we're talking with Army veteran Todd Skiles, Senior Vice President at Ryder System Incorporated. Todd, you've been at Ryder a long time, uh, doing great things in uh, corporate America with Ryder System. Really looking forward to talking about that. Before we get into all that, I'd like to take us back and tell us what you did in the Army. Well, thanks, Joe. And once again, I just wanted to, uh, to say thanks for inviting me. It's an exciting topic. Uh, one that we are very invested in. So uh, I really appreciate the forum that you're giving us to, to have a conversation about it. So, you know, my own military experience um, really, Joe, started in college um, as a way to offset the cost of college. Um, I joined the Army ROTC, um, was awarded a two-year scholarship, and, and of course, followed that program. Um, really expected kind of at the end to uh, – to maybe go active duty, uh, I was commissioned a logistics officer. Um, and there was some time, Joe, between the time that I graduated and the time that I went to my officer's course for supply chain and logistics. So mm-hmm. interesting enough, um, I, uh, I found a job at Ryder and really at the time was really just expecting to, uh, to kill some time in between graduation and my officer's basic course. And um, things turned out a little different. And here we are 37 years later, <laughs> I'm still, uh, I'm still at Ryder. So okay. what, what ended up happening was that I went from, uh, I went into the national guard. Uh, I found a transportation and logistics um, company that was uh, ver- fairly near to my house. Uh, eventually became company commander. We were activated uh, during desert storm. So from my experience, I had time, you know, at my job now, and then as a uh, national guard officer was activated and then sent overseas. Um, and then when I came home, made that transition, which interesting enough, Joe, um, wasn't a super smooth transition, but it, it had nothing to do with Ryder at the time. Unfortunately, I had some, some problems within my family and my marriage that needed to be addressed. Um, I guess after I had been gone so long. So I really had to work with Ryder to get, um, approval to, to be out a little bit longer than what you would say is normal in order to kind of get things, things in alignment. And I'm very happy to say that Ryder was always supportive of what I was trying to do. And it really kind of set the tone for my experience in both the military and my civilian job is that I felt I chose a good company and I chose a company that understood some of the challenges that veterans programs or veterans experience that, uh, 
you know, in some ways are very unique to the, to the veteran community. Um, so I finished off my national guard time. Um, I've been with Ryder, as I mentioned, in different, um, sales positions throughout my career. Um, first being an individual contributor, um, and then, um, joining our leadership team. And I've been a, a sales leader now for, for just close to 20 years. The thing that, that really made me excited, I know Ryder engaged in this program many years ago, um, sometime in that 2010-11 program. We've always been very supportive of the military, but we also realized that, wow, what a great resource um, for recruiting and hiring. And if we really put our minds to it, we had already hired and recruited a lot of veterans over the years. Um, but we never maybe didn't do it as an organized fashion as what we should. Mm-hmm. And the, from a national perspective, Joe, we started to work together to try to figure out this is a great resource for highly skilled, competent, motivated people. How do we tap into it? How do we make sure we understand the idiosyncrasies of the transition? And then how can we invest in our veterans in order to make that transition even better and smoother? Um, how do we create or how do we emphasize a culture that veterans would be comfortable with and that in as many cases as possible, we share similarities culturally with, uh, with our military, um, with our military veterans. And, you know, how can we really, uh, how can we really take advantage of that? where both sides uh, feel great about the experience. Yeah. So, so Todd, you're saying that you got hired with Ryder right out of college and you're still working for Ryder. Yes, sir. It was <laughs> one, it was, it was two weeks. I, uh, I had wow. gotten out of college and decided I was going to take some time off. My father decided I wasn't. And consequently I had to go find my own job and I ended up at Ryder. <laughs> yeah. So, so your interview number 466 and I, I swear you're the first person that's ever worked for the same company that long that I've ever interviewed. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll look at that as a compliment, Joe. Absolutely, but I guess, yeah, and a, a testament well, uh, to writer also. Um, well, you know, 50 years ago, that was very common. I mean, that was the yeah. common thing to work at one place your whole but life. But it's not but, so uncommon here, and that's kind of one of the things huh. why we felt, you know, we, we really always felt like it sounds, it is a lot of years, so I didn't want to say it sounds like, but that's <laughs> not super uncommon at Ryder. Huh, I, really? I'm not the one with the most tenure. Um, and we always felt that, Hey, if we could, if we could work with the veteran community, we've got a great culture. Um, people tend to tend to enjoy it, the culture, and they tend to do well. And that just sounds like something maybe we could, we could really work with the veterans and get, you know, give back to them also. Mm -hmm. So from a corporate America perspective, and we talk about this on the show all the time, like there always seems to be this great divide between, there's a bunch of companies out there that want to hire veterans and there's a bunch of veterans on the other side of the Canyon that want to work for these companies. But it seems like there's this, this huge Canyon between them where they, and, and they can't seem to bridge that, that gap. Um, what are some of the, what, what are some of the experiences Ryder has had with that, that struggle of hiring the quality veterans coming out of the military and making those connections and then not only hiring them, but keeping them. And maybe what are some of the things that Ryder has figured out over the years uh, to make that a pleasant experience? So we've hired Joe and I'll use approximate numbers, but I'm in the ballpark. Um, We call it our hiring our heroes program. And since 2011, we've hired about 11,000 veterans. 
Um, and we have set up some programs, which I'll talk about in a moment. But the, the first thing that I think that we recognized was we've got to understand the nuances and the idiosyncrasies of a veteran transitioning into a new role versus just another hire. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, um, it's not just about the service member either. It's, it's about the family. If you think about it, we needed to kind of wrap our heads around that not only were the veterans themselves making transitions into the civilian world, but they were bringing in many, many cases of family. And that family was making a similar transition. So we needed to kind of think a little bit about, you know, how do we make this transition as smooth as possible and understand it may not be as, as smooth as what, um, what we hope. And in some cases there's glitches and in certain cases there's, there's things that we need to work with. And I think over the years we've kind of learned that, you know, there's the policies on paper and certainly they're, you know, important, but there's also the policies that make a company a, a great place to work with and, and leaders that understand that there's going to be little changes and little things that we have to do to accommodate um, those transitioning out of the military, which once again are, are, are maybe unique to their experience. So, like I said, we've hired about 11,000 veterans. Um, could today, about a quarter of our workforce are veterans, and you know we've used these uh, we've used these workers and, and employees to to help us understand what can we do better. And three major programs came out of it over the last couple of years. And I mean, there's a number of of programs, but the three that come out was first of all we had to set up something that was associated. We called our dedicated military hiring page, and. Obviously, like many Fortune 500 companies, we've got a we've got a, a rider.com site that anyone can go on and navigate their way through. But we wanted to set something up, Joe, that was really unique to a veteran experience. So we call it a military hiring landing page. And we try to get the word out there. And it's really set up for the questions and nuances of what a military person might need to know that maybe maybe a normal, you know, a normal civilian looking for a job either doesn't care about or, or, or doesn't need to know. So that's been very successful. We've also set up a veteran buddy program. We've got a lot of veterans currently here and a lot of them want to be engaged in, in conversations and situations like we have. So by pairing these folks up together and really starting them from day one, where I'll call it a, a mentorship, but it's not just a mentorship in a standard way. It's also someone who's mentoring you that, that, understands what you might be going through and not only can convey what's rider all about to our new employee, but can then take that new employee's experience and get it back to our leadership team too. Because as I said, it got, it has to go both ways. It can't be, Hey, we care about you while you're working for us, but we don't care about you or your family. We've got to be able to take that input. And then the third piece is training. So, you know, since we're a supply chain logistics firm, uh, Joe, it's it's pretty straightforward that we would we would recruit drivers, warehouse workers, technicians, mechanics, et cetera. But the reality of it is that there's some once again, there's some idiosyncrasies that that are in place that we need to train and develop these folks and make sure that when they come on board, that the veterans feel, hey, I feel comfortable working in the environment. I feel comfortable with my job. I understand the driving requirements. I understand technicians um, and what you're working on versus what I used to work on. So we've put together a pretty um, comprehensive training and development program, and we've really made it more specific towards our diesel tech, um, trying to make sure that we can hire the best technicians and get them placed quickly 
um, and have them feel productive quickly also. So really the three different programs from the, the trying to bridge, you called it the, you know, the, uh, the valley, if you will, between leaving active duty and finding a right company. We've tried to do that with our dedicated military hiring program or veteran buddy program. And then of course, training and development. Well, that's awesome. That's a good stopping point. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's a new year. And for some of us, we may have spent a little too much over the holidays. Navy Federal Credit Union can help you pay down that credit card debt. You could get a low intro APR and balance transfers with their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Navy Federal can even help you get started on your next home improvement project. They offer a home equity line of credit with convenient access to funds when you need them at a variable rate. You can also get a fixed rate equity loan that has set monthly payments for large purchases. Consolidating debt with a home equity loan could also streamline and lower your monthly payments. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Our members are the mission. Navy Federal is federally insured. Equal housing lending. Membership required. Loans subject to approval. Call 1-888-842-6328 for details about credit costs and terms. HELOC APR is low as 6.5% as of November 23rd. Listen up, gents. I was out on the beach last week, about three miles into a 10-mile hump, when I realized all I was thinking about was the next step in front of me. Why? Because I was testing some new training gear by 10,000, and it is so comfortable, so functional, it was like they disappeared. That's what you want, right? Focus on your workout, not your gear. The tactical shorts from 10,000 has cracked the code somehow. After an hour, I was sweating my ass off, and the tactical shorts wicked the sweat away with zero rubbing or hot spots and came out smelling like a rose, making them truly as comfortable as they are functional. I've had some serious rashes and blisters from wearing bad gear, so I have a true appreciation of how good these tactical shorts really are. No BS. 10,000 works with top strength and endurance athletes to co-design, test, and develop their gear so you know it's heavily vetted before they show up at your door. Gear up now and get 15% off your purchase. Go to 10,000.cc and enter the code VETERAN. That's T-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D dot C-C. Enter code VETERAN and get you 15% off. They offer free shipping, free returns, and lifetime guarantee. Now get off your ass and get the highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable training shorts you've ever worn from 10,000. All right, back talking with Army veteran Todd Skiles, Senior Vice President at Ryder System Incorporated. So, Todd, you went over the th- the three key programs you guys have there at Ryder, which is great. And that's one of the things it took a lot of companies a long time to figure out. They, they have this big hiring push to hire veterans, but once they hire them, then they still there's there's issues after they hire them where they leave the veterans to fend for themselves. And so those internal programs, uh, providing networking, mentoring, support, companies that have successfully implemented those kinds of things have has seen a, a huge rate of return on the investment that they've put into that. And it's, it's good to hear you guys are doing that. So um, we want to talk a little bit about culture. Um, it, during the break, we were discussing you know, the culture of a company you're going into. You mentioned you can put over policies you want to in place, but oftentimes it's not going to change the culture. And sometimes as a veteran getting out, looking at a certain company who they're going to go work for, they may not know what the culture is like behind on the inside. You know, they're on the outside looking in. Um, talk a little bit about what the culture at Ryder is like and why it's very uh, conducive to veteran success and why veterans get along there. Okay. Um, and I do, I agree, Joe. It's, it's a, it can be kind of a touchy subject because it's, it's 
sometimes difficult to um, to identify and understand a, a corporate culture, especially when you have a company, you know, that's that's eleven billion dollars um, with fifty thousand employees. So, but I do, I do. Well, I think it has some challenges. I do think it's worth our veterans considering. First of all. Um, what were the things, and, and, and I'm not once again saying that the military culture is perfect. There's challenges and idiosyncrasies there also. But there were some things that, that really um, appealed to uh, a soldier, uh, a service person, and what they felt the most proud of about the job that they did. And when you think about how leaders treated their, uh, their people, treating them with respect, um, taking, taking um, account not only the well-being of the soldier, but the well-being of the soldier's family. Um, training and development as a commander, the commander, the good commanders have to take a leading role in training and developing and ensuring that their soldiers have the tools um, as well as the training in order to, to, to be able to complete their mission in as safely a, a way as possible and that somebody really cares. Um, succession planning. I think the military does a very good job at thinking about how do you get from your entry level role to whatever you decide you want to be. And I think the military does a, does a decent job at committing to that. And the soldiers see the effect. They see their fellow soldiers being promoted. Um, they see soldiers being promoted into roles of more responsibility. So when I think about, when I think about Ryder, um, and I think about what what a veteran might want to do is first of all, like I said, sit down and think about those things that inspired you to join the military and then stay in. Um, I also think the military inspires people who have a commitment to people other than themselves. You know, the whole idea of joining the military is giving back and it's believing in something that is um, greater than just a job with a paycheck. And I think that becomes very important. And, you know, if you sit down and you think about the things that, that inspired you, and then you think about what companies might have a similar approach, it's never going to be um, ideal, Joe. It's never going to be perfect. But if you find companies, um, and I think we're one of them, that have a strong commitment to people and community, um, how do you tell that? Well, you know, we kind of joked at the beginning, um, a little bit about how long how long um, people have stayed at Ryder, but you know that kind of speaks a little bit about the commitment to develop people, to care about them through different phases of their lives, the good and and sometimes the challenging, uh, the commitment to train and develop, and help them expand their careers, um, and to give them and you know one of the things that I think makes a good culture is not only the commitment to people, but the commitment to developing those people and helping them find the most out of their career. And uh, a lot of companies talk about it. um, But I think by asking some questions and maybe developing your own sense of what's important to you, that you can find there are companies out there that do share those cultural um, similarities to the military and you'll see it in their people. You'll see it in the pride of their people um, and how they treat each other. Um, and I think that gives a, uh, I think that gives a veteran or any new hire a little bit of insight relative to, you know, what, what is the cultural um, makeup of the company that you're trying to join? And I think that's really important. It's not just a paycheck mm-hmm. that will get old quick. There's always going to be somebody out, Joe, offering you an extra dollar here or dollar there. It's where do you want to be and what kind of people do you want to be with? Yeah. I know you mentioned Ryder has about 50,000 employees. And 
you had said over the last 11 years, roughly, you've hired 11,000 veterans. So theoretically, if they're all still there, that's like over 20% of your workforce hired in the last 11 years, all, all veterans. Um, it's pretty significant. It's really significant. Although I can't tell you, Joe, we've kept them all because that's not true. (laughs) So you're going to have turnover. I mean, look, there's no doubt right now, Joe, that it's very highly competitive with all the different roles. And since the pandemic rider, like any company, we've worked extremely hard to keep our people and do what's right. But like I said, it's, it's not a perfect situation, but it's, it's a very good one. You know, most people, including myself, uh, when they when they hear the word rider, they think of they think of the trucks. Yes. So tell us a little bit about some of the other aspects of what riders doing, and you guys have a, a huge logistical element to you also, but other than just trucking. Yeah, and that's pretty exciting, Joe, because that's uh, that's cutting edge as we speak. So for roughly eighty nine years, um, Rider has been predominantly a truck leasing company. Um, we have worked and when I say truck leasing, it's what we call full service leasing. So you lease the truck and all of your maintenance comes with it and you provide your driver and the logistics and the routing and scheduling, et cetera. So uh, about 40 years ago, um, through the automotive group, through working with companies like GM, Ryder was able to branch off into, um, what we call our supply chain, um, practice and and supply chain basically means we started getting into warehousing and transportation where we're providing trucks and drivers and routing uh over the years joe we've expanded that now to cover five different verticals um verticals in our world simply means consumer products retail high tech automotive and and what we're trying to do is offer a full integrated solution from port to door of your customer of everything it takes to get that product to where it needs to be when it needs to be there. So it's pretty exciting because now you've got warehouses, you've got shared warehousing, you've got last mile delivery services, which might deliver something to your home. Uh, We've got uh, multiple e-commerce facilities now. So starting in 2023, um, for the most part, the largest part of Rider even as, as it's been the same for all these years, now we'll shift and we will be a uh, bigger supply chain and dedicated transportation company than we are a truck leasing company. So it's been a, uh, it's been an exciting time to work here. Yeah. Okay. And when you say truck leasing, um, I have some friends in the trucking industry, the, when you lease trucks, you're talking, are you leasing trucks to a lot of the other trucking companies themselves or are you leasing trucks in many to cases, sure. operators? Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, in many cases, a, a company, um, you know, is looking to have an alternative rather than owning the vehicle. Uh, they realize that the cost and the uh, investments a lot, and they look for partners like Ryder to be able to provide the right truck, um, you know, at a good, you know, at a good price. It's competitive for what they were doing themselves, and it just gives them an out, a way to outsource it, um, Joe, to a third party. And a lot of these big trucking companies, they'll, they'll do a mix, you know, they'll, they'll own a they'll lot, do a mix. they'll lease a true. lot, they'll, they'll lease from several different leasing companies. Um, I don't know whether that's just to spread load the risk or there's only so much available, you know, under each option. Yeah, say. Say it's available and, and, you know, different, different companies have strengths in different parts of the company or a country. You know, you may have some nuances, some local relationships, you know what I mean? Things like that mm-hmm. can play in. Um, 
you mentioned um, e-commerce web warehouses and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that? I'm, I'm just kind of personally curious about that. You know, having <laughs> used we used to be Amazon sellers, we're not anymore. But the e-commerce thing has just dramatically changed everything. And you know, pretty much anybody, whatever town you're near, you we all see all these e-commerce warehouses popping up all over the country. We actually got into this, Joe, pre-pandemic, um, where we kind of realized. I mean, you didn't have to be have that great of insight to kind of see commerce was building little by little. Sure. Uh, all of a sudden the pandemic, you know, occurred in 2020 and, and the world stopped and everybody realized, Hey, we need to move and we need to move fast because many, many companies are looking to alternatives um, in terms of e-commerce and many new companies. That's their main strategy for going to market. The brick and mortar, you know, was becoming secondary to what people were ordering at their homes. So, you know, we could, we could try to build it ourselves, Joe, but we decided to do a acquisition. We acquired a company named Whiplash, which really jump-started us into the e-commerce world and gave us a lot of technology, um, expertise, warehousing, people that we could all, you know, we could jump into that world with a product that was well known in the marketplace. Um, well suited to the marketplace in terms of its technology and probably would have taken us years, um, you know, to try to build ourselves. And it's kind of a similar story with the rider last mile. We realized that more and more products were being sold that are big and bulky that your UPSs of the world or maybe FedExes aren't as interested in moving a mattress, for instance. So we, we purchased a company that specialized in, in last mile and uh, we do a lot of that work now, providing that service from maybe the manufacturer all the way to your doorstep. Mm -hmm. And did you say that you recently crossed the line where you're more of a everything else company than you are yes. a trucking company? Yes. So we'll be about, and I'm rough idea, we'll be about 54% of the company will be supply chain and logistics. Wow. And then the remaining part will, of course, still be our truck leasing and it's been, uh, it's once again, it's exciting transition for an 80, 80 some year old company, but it's yeah. one that we were committed to and it's worked out. Wow. That's awesome. So if you're talking to somebody that's in the military looking to get out, uh, what kind of advice comes to mind as far as preparing themselves for the job interview process and looking at, you know, considering coming to work for a company like Ryder? Well, I would start with just a little bit of reflection. I know, and I, I would be obviously the same way, Joe, but you're excited to, to get out and start that next phase of your life. <clears throat> I think taking a little bit of time to actually write down and try to wrap your head around what are you looking for and why, and really think that through just a little bit. There will be plenty of opportunities where people will throw jobs at you. Um, think about your career and what you might want to do over the next five years, 10 years. Uh, think about your family. Think about what they may need or what, what they can live with. Um, you know, there's night work, there's truck driving work, there's warehousing. We have leadership positions where we recruit. Um, you know, what, what can your family live with and what are they looking for from your next career too? Um, you know, we're hearing much more of, um, a push these days for proper work-life balance, uh, healthcare has become bigger and how the company you want to work for, how do they interact with their community? I mean, they seen as a community leader, do they give back? People really don't care one way or the other, but it might be important to you. So once I think you have 
those things are important to you and your family kind of, okay, I, th- I think I've got a handle on this. Then I think you go out and you start to look for large or smaller companies that might be able to provide that. And you do some homework, um, to find out a little bit about them and feel free to ask the tough questions. You know, if somebody says, Hey, I think we have a great culture, Joe, I think it's fine to ask, help me understand that. What's that? What does that mean here? Um, you know, how do you, how do you develop your, your employees? How do you promote your employees? But I think the biggest thing is to be candid and upfront. Um, you have the right to ask. I mean, certainly your employer has a right to ask questions, but you do too. Um, and those questions sometimes, you know, need, need a little bit of thought, but they're important to, to try to get a whole picture of what are you getting yourself into and um, how's it really going to affect you moving forward is, is it a job or is it a career? And how do you, what are you looking for as, as a career? Awesome. Well, hey, if, uh, if you're giving somebody, first of all, how does somebody find Ryder? You mentioned earlier that there's actually a platform, like a, if somebody in the military is looking to uh, looking at Ryder to possibly apply for a job, there's actually a platform they, they can land on there. How do they find that? I need to find that, Joe. I think um, the easiest way to do that is through our website, rider.com. I mean, it's pretty, pretty straightforward and sure. simple. And then it will direct you through the veterans portal. Okay, um, there is a, there is a certain portal where we're looking to try to, you know, shift the veterans off of just the normal website. And we are redoing that website too, as I mentioned, um, to try to make it better, but that that's always a good starting point. Awesome. Well, uh, Hey Todd. So thanks for sharing your Thank you. entrepreneur veteran success story. And, uh, you know, you've, you've done a lot there with writer in 36 years. That's awesome. Um, a lot of great things to say. Uh, I'll give you the last word, you know, if you're talking to somebody that's on their way out of the military or maybe they already got out and they didn't really like where they landed, you know, what kind of advice comes to mind? Well, I would just say, first of all, thanks for your service. It, it means a lot to the country. It means a lot to all of us, but mostly, um, Hey, keep looking. If it's not right for you, that's okay. There's never been a better time to, to find a good position. And, um, Hey, there are great companies out there and they really treasure, what you've, uh, what you've given to your country. And if you find them and work together with them, I think you can have a great career. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Todd. Well, thank you. You bet. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.